We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing, and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on, and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Let me tell you about a new show that I came across lately. It's called One Nation Radio, and is that kind of show that simply unites the entire world through the voice of the host. So just go ahead, give it a listen, and support John Gora, who is a new podcaster and will definitely appreciate it. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast with your host, Andrada Anitzi. Uh, again, if it's Thursday, it's time for a new insight from my guest, Rahila Khan from the Book Insights series. Today, we'll conclude with chapter three and talking about Dom's transcendence and their last talk between Dom and Radha. Um, I want to tell you that by the time she was ready to take over the governing of the institution, Dom was ready to start his journey among the stars. So if you listened to our previous episodes, you will understand the circumstances. Uh, Dom called Radha and said, my dear, you are now ready to take over the orphanage. The warden is long gone and I will soon be starting my journey throughout the universe. I'm very pleased with the way you evolved over the last 20 years. I never thought I would make it until this day, my child. But God and the universe kept me alive to see you flourish. Now the stars are calling, and I feel compelled to tell you this. But I also have a kind request. Please, take care of those kids as if they were your own, and never let the orphanage to anyone unless you find a worthy successor. Or if you get married and you teach your kids all the values I taught you and the ones you will develop yourself. Can you promise me this? Of course I can, Father. I will take your legacy further on and I will ensure a good life to every single child in there. And Dom goes, you've witnessed all the struggles, my dear, and I confide, and I confide in your judgment, said Dom with a more and more weak voice. Thank you for these words, my guardian angel, Radha said while a tear would moisture the corner of her eye. One more thing, Dom said, gathering all his strength. I need you to be strong. I need you to understand that our separation will not be eternal. I will meet you on the other side when the day comes for you. I will be waiting for you with a wreath of laurels and all the saints will be welcoming you there. I will take you to a walk among the stars, and we will then become stardust together. But for now, I need you to trust me when I say that your life will be fulfilling. I want you not to cry. 
and I want you to make my withering easy. I love you and I'm so proud of you. I love you too, Daddy, Rada said while watching Dom's lashes waving the final goodbye. She held his hand tight, gave him a kiss on the forehead, just like he has done every night for so many years, and whispered, May you travel, be blessed, and full of light, my angel. May God keep you in his mercy, and may he guide my steps to take care of your legacy in the best way that I can. I promise to be strong, and I will meet you at the heaven's gateway. Be gone now. Farewell, beautiful creature. Let me welcome my guest for today. Thank you, Rahila, for being with us. Hi, Andrada. Only a pleasure. And welcome, listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's session and the insight shared. I need to tell you that I'm really grateful for the patience for me to read this, this section. But I wanted to give the listeners a chance to get into the book for, for a few minutes and hopefully feel um, you know, the, the atmosphere atmosphere of of this um of the ending of this chapter having said that let me please ask you rahila from the previously mentioned section what should we understand about transcendence and the passing of legacy in general absolutely andrada i think that was most necessary um and and i think that except speaks volumes um, it's a very good question once again about legacy, passing of legacy. You know, it's like, you know, you know, you hear the word truth and we say, what is truth? And people will say, it's my truth, your truth. It's like the same with legacy. Again, like truth, there can only be one truth and that's the absolute truth. With legacy, the word legacy, like the word truth, could mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, people will always share their perspectives and opinions coming from their level of where they are, and that's okay too. In Dom's case, his greater purpose and meaning in life was taking care of children, as he was taken care of in an orphanage himself. Um, there was almost like a great attachment to the orphanage. You know, he watched his sister passing on at a very early age there. So it obviously had a lot of sentimental value for him. Mm -hmm. You know, so often when we share these kinds of moments with loved ones, especially in life and death, it just somehow, you know, becomes very, very special, certain places. Um, so what we receive is what we want to give back to others. I think in being human, it's all about that. It's about compassion, empathy, in what we can do in uplifting others, in giving and receiving. Right. So that becomes, you know, the overall pattern uh, with Dom's life. And then we see the similarity with Radha as well. It's, it's very much the same thing. It's like him reliving his childhood with Radha all over again. And she said, and I quote, of course I can, Father. I will take your legacy further on, and I will ensure a good life to every single child in there. So in saying this to her father, Radha talk, 
took on huge responsibility, you know, as a young woman, perhaps going into her early 20s or so on. Um, you've witnessed, she said, and I quote from your book, you've witnessed all the struggles, my dear, and I confide in your judgment, said Dom. And I unquote. So Dom knew that Radha had experienced all the struggles of life um, in witnessing how society is and, and what happens to children without parents or children who are not taken care of or don't have a place to stay. So Radha has firsthand experience about this. And he also said, and I quote, be strong in our separation and we will meet on the other side, and I unquote. Again, Anradha, this is very powerful about life and death. And once again, this may have varying connotations for different people reading the book. On the other side may mean we'll meet in the afterlife, in the spirit world. And then we ask ourselves, you know, what is death? For some, it may mean life ends in a physical body or in a physical plane and the soul continue its journey. The soul, in other words, is eternal. For mm. others, death may mean exactly that, the end. So from Dom's perspective, he was, he was sharing with, with Radha that we will meet again. And sometimes parents may say things to children to diminish the pain, you know, in parting ways. Right. Uh, we try to buffer the pain somehow by saying what we may say. And that could be left to different interpretations. Each person must be given the freedom to explore this in their own way, I believe, or from their perspective. Um, for me, um, what I'd like to share with the listeners is that the process of healing is most important during the bereavement period. Um, what I know in, in facilitating individuals who go through bereavement or the losing of a loved one or even a pet, that the mourning and the celebration of the departed soul gives us strength to move on. We begin to see the hidden treasures of what was shared over a passage of time. I think the greatest gift that is unveiled most of the time is you know, someone like Dom leaves us with pearls of wisdom. And what an amazing legacy that is. So right. sometimes the legacy may not necessarily be an action of some sort where you're passing down something to someone that has to take action to do something. Sometimes the legacy could just be wisdom, knowledge and wisdom, and how you would use it you would bring your own flavor to it in how you pass it down. So also here, what comes to light is that legacy is not materialism. It cannot be anything arising from the ego self, if I may say that. For sure. Um, yeah. The ego tries to convince us that we, that we are empty, that we need something, and that we need, in other words, we need to feel love or we need to feel success and happiness. That's what the ego will let us believe. However, when you look at Dom and we look at true love, true love requires nothing for us to feel complete. 
this is very amazing that you know i could i could pick this up from from what dom was saying and in the question that you asked about legacy so that is my perspective of understanding what a legacy may mean you know from one perspective of course it's it's left to how others may interpret that um is there anything you would like to ask or add to this andrada yeah from from your experience because i understand that you've worked with um a wide palette of of situations so to say right and you yeah. spoke so beautifully about understanding the transcendence and you know softening in a way um you know the pain that certain people feel when when we are gone right so yeah. from what you've witnessed what would be your best advice for people in order to get a bit easier over those difficult moments of grief um <clears throat> that's a very this is a very good question um you know in working over a period of time where i've i've trained in how to facilitate bereavement is about you know it's about feeling the emotions mm-hmm. it's about allowing the other person we cannot protect somebody else from how they feel and i think so often as humans we want to protect our children from their own emotions and and that is not if i could say it's not a good thing to do Precisely. the only way the soul can become free is when we sit in the fire of hell and the fire of hell is sitting in the raw emotions so mm-hmm. you know being trained as a practitioner in emotional mastery is to go after those core and raw emotions so in anradha in radha's case um if she had to feel how she would feel if her father left her if dom left her is to feel the abject terror of separation is to go into the hardcore emotions and let it be felt and accessed in the body you know an emotion is is an energy field it has a biochemical effect in the body mm-hmm. so the important thing is to not allow those emotions to cycle inward because if it keeps cycling it's not left the body mm-hmm. so it's about diffusing those emotions and that is the chemical charge that has to be diffused um if the pain is not released it will sit and circulate in the body it will make you ill to the point where it will manifest as anger and if the anger is not released that that's what leads to depression right so my training and in the training that i had with kevin bullet who is the ceo of the journey in a stunning workshop that he does um it's titled out of the blue and he he's someone who's faced depression you know for for a number of years and how through using the tools of the journey he's overcome depression and you know you can lead a quite a normal life and in my private practice i've seen this with people who suffer from depression and other illnesses so bereavement is extremely important we should not take it for granted especially when somebody passes on even if a child loses a pet it's important to sit the child down and to ask how does it make you feel that your puppy has passed on 
and you take the child through the whole process of bereavement. It's very, very important to do that. So the learning here, again, is not to protect our children from feeling their emotions. We cannot protect anyone from feeling their emotions. We do not need to take it on for them. Let them, let them go into how it feels and let them come through it. And that's when you become totally free. Thank you for that question. Sure. It's, it's my pleasure. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. If you want to learn more about the book that we're talking about, you can head to WorkApp or Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon and The Cascade. You're going to find it there. Let me know what you think about it. Thanks. I would like to add another question, if I may. Um, yeah. So many times, you know that everyone says that when someone passes away, they say, you know, it's okay, you'll get over it, you need to be strong right now, or you need to be strong for yourself or for someone, somebody else. Um, you're going to meet them on the other side, just how I did it, you know, in the book. Or there's people actually trying to encourage us to, from what I understand, to actually hide those feelings even yeah. though they're trying to help us in their own way to get get over to get out of that um of that situation but from our what i understand from you that's that's not how it should be right so why do you think that we all react in this way you know, Anrada, I always say you extract the best from me. <clears throat> um, you know, by the by, I was asked by someone on LinkedIn just yesterday after she, she saw my post, um, you know, the video that I posted on about parents and children. And her request for me was to talk on emotions and look at how her deepest intention and prayer is answered today in this episode. I'm and uh, you know, I will direct her to this um, because she teaches children, and she, you know, she's using psychology to help others deal with this. So this is a very powerful question that you asked. Yes, so often <clears throat> as parents and adults, we want to squash it, yeah, and that is where we go wrong. Emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence starts from the time of conception. Um, you know, science has shown this over and over again, how a mother's thought and a father's thought, because it's the same DNA in the mother's womb when a child is conceived. And if the adult are not coping with certain situations, um, 
You know, that bundle of cells in the mother's womb internalizes it as well. And this is what we call intracellular memories and which is passed on to all the new cells. On one hand, science is showing us that given one second to a minute, we lose 100 million dead cells. Simultaneously, our body right now is regenerating new cells. Mm -hmm. So when research was done, on, on diseases and illnesses, especially with the survivors of dread disease, what they found that every cell has intelligence. It's not only the brain, it's your entire body that's a brain. So the cell receptors then, instead of taking in all the natural chemicals that's available in the body to bring the body into balance, instead the cell receptors take on all these negative you know, charges of toxic thoughts and emotions, and that's where the chemical reaction happens, and that's what gets locked into the cell receptors, and that's what's passed on to the new cells. So it is very, very important that in any given situation, at the time of a traumatic event, that we access and feel our emotions. If you're witnessing somebody passing on, is to sit in that emotion at that time and feel the shock and disbelief, to feel how it feels to be separated. Because humans have three basic fears. The first main fear is the fear of separation from divine mother and father. Therefore, the baby cries when it comes into the big wide world from the mother's womb. The other is the fear of abandonment, and that's what happened with Radha and Dom, and with most orphans or children, you know, through an accident or whatever, loses the parent. They feel very abandoned and also neglect. The other fear is our fear, and that is our inability to trust. Some of us believe in God. Some of us believe as in God as an infinite intelligence. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. That we have an inability to trust life to provide for us. And this is where we get into a double bind of damn if I do and damn if I don't. You know, if I'm in a job, I don't earn. And then if I come home, I don't have time to spend with my children. But we got to find the middle of the road somewhere, you know, in how we get the balance right in what we do with our emotions. So emotional intelligence for me starts in the mother's womb. Therefore, I say, uh, I work with unborn babies because if a mom is going through some traumatic experience or some stress, um, that embryo is taking it on. And if the mother is not paying attention to the child that she's carrying, that child will come into the world and will always have problems with concentration and focus, which we label as ADD and ADHD if the mom is not resting. So the baby cannot or that embryo cannot vocalize how it is feeling and wants to rest and the mom isn't resting. So what does the child do when it's born? It will do exactly what the mom did or didn't do, not pay attention and lack concentration and not rest. So learned behavior starts in the womb. That's where conditioning and, and um, conditioning, learned behavior, and negative belief systems are taken on. So it's the same thing with emotions when it comes to bereavement. It's very important 
that in that time we sit together as a family and I'm teaching parents this in my private practice that during the time of, a, of bereavement, when the moment you get the message of somebody that's passed on is to get the children together and say that grand, grandpa, grandma has passed on and we're all going to feel a certain way. Sometimes you're going to see us crying. Sometimes you may feel like we're not going to be ourselves. Just know that we are all not feeling good right now. And you will also feel that, please tell me, how are you feeling? You know, during this process, during the week, or whenever and however it happens. So it's good to prepare children as well. And you can all go through it as a family in whatever situation that happens, that we can talk about it, that's where communication skills come. It starts in the home. So right. we don't wait to get to the workplace and then you have coaches coming to teach communication skills. We're getting it backwards. Can you see that? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. For me, it all starts in the mother's womb. How does a father treat the mom and how does a mom treat the father how does the extended family treat both parents when a mom is pregnant that is very crucial for the development of the child so this is where communication skills are taught this is where emotional and spiritual intelligence is taught it's not taught in the workplace it starts yeah. in the mother's womb how do we respect and honor each other so it's a very important topic that you, you know, a question that you asked that led to a whole nother topic. Anyhow, it fits in with, with the question that we are talking about in Dom's passing on and what does that leave and how does that leave rather. So it's, it's, it's really amazing. You know, we started at one point and we ended somewhere else. And I'm glad that we spoke about emotional and spiritual intelligence. And this is why. For me, it's so important that we advocate leadership of love and it starts in the mother's womb. So the first point of departure for me in helping people is the family, in rehabilitating family, in teaching them new skills, transference of skills which they did not have so that each family can create their own parenting manual for themselves and for their children. What an amazing legacy will that be, Andrada, when you talk about legacy? Isn't right. that the perfect legacy to leave behind? Yeah, indeed. I mean, yeah, you're right. What's greater, what greater legacy, <clears throat> what greater legacy than leaving your child in a, you know, a safe, how do I say this? In a safe environment with himself, right? Yes, yes. So he becomes his own legacy, Mm -hmm. Taking the wisdom transferred from parents, he creates his own. So again, you're teaching, you're not teaching him what to think, you're teaching him how to think. Right. Take it and run with it and make it your own. So that's where the child's potential shines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where all the leaders are born. All leaders are born in the mother's womb. All leadership starts in the home of how do we take our skills our talents, our abilities, and serve and lead in the home. How do we serve parents? How do parents serve children? Can you see that? How children serve other children? How do siblings serve each other as humans? Yeah. This is very, very crucial. That is where it all starts. And that is where it all ends, too. True, because we all have our individual path, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to leave this podcast 
with a beautiful quote, and I, and I quote, a noble purpose inspires sacrifice, stimulates innovation, and encourages perseverance. Now, this is some kind of a legacy, isn't it? And I unquote. That's a beautiful quote. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you thank so you. much. And thank you for, for the leading questions. And I think um, for those listeners who tuned in, um, I, I, I know a few that have, you know, asked me to share about emotions. I'm sure they're really going to benefit from it. So thank you once again, Andrada. Uh, you know, this is amazing service that you're doing to humanity through this podcast. So I really do honor the beauty of your soul. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for all these words and for sharing your wisdom with us. And in the first place, for accepting to be my guest on a regular basis, Rahila. I'm really, really grateful to, thank to have you, you here and, and help me help the others so we're i think we're doing we're making a great team <laughs> yeah i also like to to say something you know um i love it when somebody uh takes the lead or sees the opportunity where others don't see the need or see the opportunity and that's what makes a good entrepreneur that's what makes an innovative thinker where you see an opportunity where nobody else sees it yeah. And and you've taken it on when we did the review, uh, when I sat on your panel, when you launched your book, and I said there's so much more that you know your book can share, and I think it's such a good way to teach humanity just from a book the very many lessons and insights that others may not see, and how to take uh, an opportunity that somebody did not see that you did. You took that opportunity, and therefore you can make this huge difference to others. So in other words, you are coaching through your book via me um, and, and in a collaboration that we could make a huge impact to humanity. So that is truly awesome. I, I want you to see the impact of what you are doing. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you, Andrea. Big hugs. Lots of love. Bye now. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. David here. Do you guys like science fiction? If so, I just released a novel. It's called Hurtling Toward a Home, A Story of Hope. It's set many hundreds of years in the future when Earth just couldn't support us anymore. We thought we had more time. We didn't take it seriously. We didn't listen to what was being said. And now we have to suddenly build ships and figure out a place to go, but where? So we decide to just go everywhere, to just send ships off in every direction that any scientist has ever said could potentially support human life to give us the best chance of survival. We're gonna try every planet. So we built ships and loaded supplies and robots on them and shipped them ahead to try and prepare and test the planets uh, to make sure that they were suitable as we were building our fleet to leave for our great exodus from Earth. This particular story follows one ship, the Hope, and one young man, Jonathan, as he's always dreamed of living this life of adventure from what he's seen from old Earth movies 
and read in novels. And he longs for that type of, of an adventure. He longs to set foot on a planet. And yet, he is not. But after his 16th birthday, he gets sent off on a secret mission and an adventure that he never thought he would ever be able to live. I am so excited to share this journey with you guys. And I thank you guys for checking it out. Again, Hurtling Towards a Home, Story of Hope by David Calvert. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please, don't forget, smile at life. And life will smile right back at you.